Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole fucking team is here. <laughs> I can't do this. Can't do anymore? That's enough. That's, That's enough, enough, man. Because your whole team's <laughs> here. <laughs> you know what, Carlito? It's fitting that he actually chose that song because uh, uh, BZ actually sent me his uh, little CV, his little breakdown. Yeah. Okay. And thank you, first of all, for coming on the show. Perfect. Thank Re- you for having me. Honestly, like uh, you sent me your story. I want to share it. Carlito loves um, not knowing what mm-hmm. we're going to talk about. Yeah. He always plays that card. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want it to be natural. He yeah. wants to be at 100% natural, no Viagra. So it's just That's like it. basically... Viagra's <laughs> not good for you. Cialis is much better. Cialis is better. <laughs> but we have a great guest here, Carlito, today. And he's got a great story to share. And so I, I'm excited about this. And so Bizet from Aria Builds, right? Yeah, from Aria Builds. Uh... Build, sorry, no, no S on no it. S well, on no, it. but you, you're doing all kinds of builds, man. I do all kinds of builds. You do all kinds <laughs> of builds. <laughs> all kinds like, of everybody builds. check him out. So, honestly, so BZ's here. He's the owner, six years in business. Website is www.ariabuild.ca, and the email is info at ariabuild.ca. And on Instagram, it's ariabuild, just ariabuild, right? Just ariabuild. And also, you can find him on Facebook, too, under the same hash, handle, everything. Where do we want to begin there, Carlito? Hmm. Actually, before we, we begin there, Bizet, just give me a moment. I actually no wanted to um, let everybody know about our, our good friend JD from Hallinger Construction. His handle on Instagram is at Hallinger Construction. Huge props to him, man, because he posted a video where he was actually getting up out of the chair with a little bit of assistance. But, I mean, after what he went through not too long ago, dropping on a scaffold 14 feet and damaging his spinal cord. Dude, brother... All your brothers and sisters in the construction industry are rooting for you, wishing you all the best. We had nothing but love for you. It was amazing to see you get out of that chair, and uh, we know you're going to be back on the job site before you know it, man. So a huge shout-out to you, brother. That's all I wanted to say. So there yeah, it is, yeah. right? We, we always feel for it when someone gets hurt on a job site, right? So That's it's right. really important to bring it up. But I also wanted to do, like, you know that we have a bunch of segments, right? We do yes. a bunch of segments. Yeah. I wanted to introduce a new segment to Carlito and the listeners. You're saying I want to... Mm-hmm. So I want to call it building books. So I think this is really important because everyone knows that I'm an avid reader from the last three, four years. I've pulled off 52 books and I'm continuing to do that. So what I've done is I brought a few books that I want to just share and one particular that I want people to pay attention to. Carlito, you know this one. So everyone knows this one. I just finished reading that not too yeah. so long so, ago. So what I'm pointing, like, it's a podcast. So Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Everybody that has... I haven't read that. I want that. This is yours. I want so it. this was given to me by Matthew from Millennials Choice Group. I'll take it. And he gave it to me, and I was like, Matthew, you know, I, my next book. I have this, right? Like, I have this book, right? So he goes, no, no, no. It's The purpose of it is I gave it to you. If you already have it, you give it to somebody else. So, Carlito, this oh, is yours. Oh, God, I'm going to pass this on. That's a great book to read. I want to read this. Did you do your list and everything? Did you, you plan your day when you get up and all that stuff? Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what... The, uh, you got to remember. You've been talking about this for a while. This book is almost 100 years old. It is. It's yeah. almost 100 years old. This yes. book itself? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have to say, I want to continue on every show. I want to share one book. But on today's show, I want to share four books. So listen, I know you guys have kids or whatever. And, you, I, I and have you're chickens. laughing at me. I have chickens. I, I'm holding a book called The Little Red Hen. And, and for all purpose sake, it's, it's a children's book. Mm-hmm. But this book is 100,000% relevant to business today. You're kidding me. I'm not joking you. I read this book maybe three, four, maybe even six times a year I read this book. What? It's, it's a quick read, but the message behind this book is relevant to every tradesperson that's on a construction site. You're I guarantee kidding you. Me. I guarantee you. You read it by the end of it, you'll be like, mm, I get it. So that's, that's another one. 
Everyone knows Richest Man in Babylon. I haven't read that either. So I'm just give this a read. Honestly, this is an amazing book. This is old too as well. I want to read that because my background is from Babylon, old Babylon. Here we go. (laughs) No, so I'm very interested in it. (laughs) So, but I so that's what I want to talk about. But the book that I want to pull off that I like I I read last week, which is the the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. This is another so-called children's book, adult book. But Mm -hmm. the messaging behind this book is amazing. So just it's it's four unlikely characters together making their way through scenarios and how they're all relevant to each other and how they're all supportive to, of each other. And it's a really amazing book, honestly. Uh, Charlie McKay, Mac, Macquarie, sorry. And uh, the illustrations are absolutely amazing. He's an artist, absolutely amazing. So I encourage people... Listen, Think and Grow Rich, you could pick it up on Amazon for like, I don't know, 15 bucks or something, yeah, 20 bucks. Uh, the Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse is like 20 bucks. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and Babylon is like 12 bucks or 13 bucks. So these aren't expensive things to do. But I'm telling you, like I've always encouraged guys, listen, an hour a day. That's part of the reason why I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. An hour a day, just read. Just read as many pages. If it takes you an hour to read one page, just read one page. It doesn't matter, right? But right. the thing is, you are going to learn lessons. So, Carlito, that wow. was building books. Building books with Building. many <laughs> flipping pages. <laughs> All right, so now let's get on with the show. So, Bizet, so tell us how you got started. So, you're, you're, you're new into this country too, right? I'm new. So, I came to Canada about 14 years ago. Okay. And uh, not from Portugal. No, from Afghanistan. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. So, I do have uh, quite a background. Nice. Uh, 14 years ago, 14 so 2006, years. 2007? 2006, 2007. Okay. I'm 25 now, so... You're young. Yeah, so I was about 11. Wow. And well, you got here. some stories. Yeah, so I came here. I didn't even speak a word of English. I still remember uh, going the first day going to school, and people would try to talk to me, and I would run away because I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know? How did you... I got to ask you how you le- learned how to speak English, because Flo, from Pro Custom Painting, mm-hmm. he learned how to speak English from watching YouTube videos. You're from kidding what? me. I'm not joking you. That's how we learn how to speak English. He speaks so well. He speaks very well. He's been in the country six, seven years. All the lights are going out. Uh, I'll get the lights, but I want to know how you, how you learned. Just from school, right? Just talking to people and trial and error, right? Obviously, college? Yeah, yeah I went to college, but I mean, like, for I learned when I, was, when I came here, I was first in elementary school, right? Yeah. Middle school and through all, all that. I, came, uh, I actually lived in a very populated neighborhood, Thorncliffe Park. Lots of immigrants there. It's one of the most dense neighborhoods in all of Canada. Wow. And uh, the school I went to was the most dense middle school or elementary school in all of Canada as well. So all kinds uh, of backgrounds? or all, all, all kinds of backgrounds from all over the world. It's like an uh, immigration hub. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. So you got a big labor force. Big labor force over yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, so you make a lot of connections, and a lot of them are or in the, now in the construction industry as well. Where you're from, you're part of the world, you guys stick together really well. We do. Like, you guys back each other up, and That's when right. one guy starts a business, the whole family comes in, the cousins, the uncles, mm-hmm. everybody helps out, right? Yeah, especially when you first start a business, the people that will actually give you a chance are the people around you. People wow. in your it's own fantastic community, here. right? That's what it was for me, right, when I first started. Not like in Croatia. No, no, they throw a grenade <laughs> at you and run. <laughs> okay, so you're a student learning your dad in construction? Well, I got my dad into construction. Oh, uh, you got your dad yeah. into construction? I got him in, to start working with me. 
before this in Afghanistan, he was a teacher, so he was uh, uh, not nothing to do with construction. Because I remember reading yeah. that you told me you actually went to go study uh, engineering. So yeah, I studied electrical engineering. My dad really wanted me to get, because he was a teacher, he really wanted me to get an education. And for him, uh, I went. To, he wanted me to study electrical. I went, got my uh, diploma, but I didn't really pursue it. Right, right. Uh, right after starting, uh, finishing school, actually, uh, I started my own business, doing side jobs like off Kijiji, fixing repair. So right after school, small, you, yeah. you you learn engineering, electrical engineering, exactly, and you go into construction instead. Yeah, you're not the first one. There's been a lot of people that have been on the show that have done that formal training mm -hmm. for a particular, I guess, particular trade. Yeah, or a particular prestigious career. Yeah, and then not see the interest anymore, and then get into construction. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened with me. Even to be honest, going to school, all I learned was a theory, and I didn't really learn much about electrical at all, like how to do it hands on. But it kind of pointed me in that direction that, hey, you know what, you study electrical, now you got to, this is your trade. Because of that, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and I actually taught myself how to do electrical work. YouTube, I'm telling you. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I learned, I learned a lot from YouTube. A lot. Not to do you can learn training. a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. <laughs> so just, things. you just like YouTube search and just YouTube search whatever search. you want to search exactly. and you'll come up, come, like all kinds of yeah. videos will come up, yeah. right? That's right. But, but why did you pick construction? Because there was more money there for you? Yeah, so going to school, like I worked uh, Pizza Pizza, which was pretty good money. Like I was a cook at 17 years old which is one of the highest uh, jobs you can get at a pizza store is it is it really is it like the cheese real i was cheese, told the cheese is not uh, real it pizza all pizza. came in packages and <laughs> i don't know yeah I, and I, this show is brought to you by pizza pizza <laughs> <laughs> have a slice today all right sorry i interrupted you man yeah no problem <laughs> we've all had those jobs trust me man when yeah, I, was I worked a kid, at mother's pizza mother's pizza yeah i worked at michelle's baguette oh yeah yeah as a busboy and then worked my way up from 13 then went into baking and you don't want to hear the story. No, I do. <laughs> no, you don't hilarious. Hear the, no, no, like you don't want to hear the story. <laughs> no, I like the baking. <laughs> okay, back to you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, after Pizza Pizza, like the next highest paying job was like one of my friends got us a job uh, doing construction cleanup actually. So we go into like these big sites and just clean the sites up and sweep and so the final clean. The yeah. fi okay. No, not even final clean. Like during the mid stages of construction. Oh, that's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. Place yeah. becomes a mess. Like a lot of larger projects. We did that, and the pay was really good compared to Pizza Pizza. Then that's how I got my foot in the door. After that, found like a lot of different jobs on Kijiji, like painting, roofing. Uh, worked for several different contractors where I learned a lot from all, all of them. And I was able to do small stuff like paint a room or change a dishwasher, drywall, or just like little, little stuff. But I didn't know too much about like I I couldn't perfect it right I, I wasn't like a drywaller that I could put up fifty sheets and you knew you knew enough about it I knew it, enough about it like the concept of it but right? nowhere near the pro level nowhere near the pro pro level was it intimidating for you being so new into con like new into the country and also new into the business it was to speak to seasoned people that are in the industry to yeah. ask them questions about the industry was it intimidating for it you? was intimidating but you know we have access to youtube which is amazing anybody could go and learn anything they want to unless you're in china that's unless a different story maybe <laughs> what why did you choose kijiji because it was free 
Well, yeah, Kijiji was free, and there was a lot of people posting there that needed like a dishwasher install, or they want their paint, a room painted, or whatever. So I did a lot of these little jobs, and uh, one of the biggest projects that I got from there starting out was uh, I got like a basement in Brampton to drywall and tape and do the floors while going to school uh, in the summer actually while I was going to college that was really exciting for me and it was the first uh, some uh, the first time Bigger somebody project. gave me a chance on yeah. a I gotta ask project. you is that like I, honestly I want to know and hopefully you can share it because I want to get to a comparison later on in the show that yeah. I'm sure Carlito will probably remind me unless I get a brain fart is when you saw that price that they were offering on the Kijiji mm-hmm. to drywall that whole basement in Brampton, yeah. can you share what that number was? So there wasn't really a price. I would go there and est- give you them an estimate. estimate. So how big was the was basement? New. It was about 700 square feet. Okay. And I think I got the job for like $4,000 to drywall it. Just plat- to hang and plaster, hang, but not plaster, material. No material. There was no access to bring the drywall in. It was one of those basements where I had to cut all the sheets in half. Take oh them in. Oh my God. Yeah. More joints. Yeah. Now, the reason I asked is because I've been following you, so I've been seeing your work. Yeah. It's impressive work. I actually Thank follow you, you myself. It. It's like, you do? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Like on the street or on social I media? I didn't even <laughs> know him from you. I actually <laughs> somehow yeah. picked it up and started following Perfect. you. Yeah. Thank but you. I mean, the work that you're doing now is leaps and bounds better. So that's why For I want to sure. get to that price point later on. I want to compare it. Because that's the biggest problem with anybody that's new getting into construction is where do I price myself? Yeah, where well, the, starting out, I lost a lot of money and barely Joined the made club. any money. Yeah. Welcome Joined to the construction. Club. <laughs> but that's how you learn, right? Yeah. That's how you learn. Yes. And if I were to go back, I would do it again. I would lose that money again. All the money I saved in Pizza Pizza, like my savings, I actually spent it on jobs to get like <laughs> to, finish to get them. jobs done. Wow. I, obviously, oh. The first big job I got was like. Fifty thousand dollars, like in 2015, and it was like to renovate of like two, three bathrooms, kitchen on the main oh floor, basement, God. which was not even cost. And it took my whole summer. I worked Monday to Sunday. I learned a lot there, and I actually spent my savings to finish that job, and took no no days off. At the end, the customer was tired of me. They're like, I can't have you coming here Sunday. We need to have our own life. Please don't come Sundays no more. And then I, and then I had did one the day client off. know that you did that? That I did, that I paid out of my no. You didn't no. share that I with them. No, he didn't even them. care. Probably no. I'd just be curious as no. Like, they never care. They well, want to save I, money. I've always said that if you're giving clients anything, like if you're working along, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a good idea. I'll just do it because I won't bother asking them to do it yeah. and see if I can get approval. I still feel that you should let them know that you did it and you didn't charge them for it. Well, part of the problem I was learning there as well, right? So the yeah. quality of work wasn't that good for me to ask them for extra money anyways. Were they happy in the they end? They were happy at the end because I tried my best. I didn't even know I lost money till the end because I didn't keep track of anything, right? I would just Well that fifty thousand was just two bathrooms. Two yeah. And you now, did three. Now it's no, I did two bathrooms. I finished the whole basement. Thousand square feet the, basement. The basement is typically fifty thousand. Is it you by even, yourself? It was it was that was when I when we first started the business and it was me and my brother was also like doing his own hus, ha, uh, his own hustles. Yeah. He was also a contractor. He was studied plumbing actually doing a lot of plumbing jobs. And this is like the first job that we got together. But I ran the whole job because as soon as we started this job, he went back to Afghanistan for like two, three months in the summer. So I was running this job myself and uh, alone. 
But it was a learning experience. It was a learning experience on for all sure. levels, right? Lot. Yeah. So uh, then, did you take that experience to the next job and the next job? And the next, and the next job and the next job. Okay. Uh, yeah. And how I, long ago was that? About six years ago. Okay. Yeah, and I still think about the owner that gave me a chance to do this, Jack, and I do really want to go back and do something for him. No, uh, I think you already did. You, you gave him a great <laughs> deal. I gave him a good deal. No, he owes a, you. <laughs> yeah, no, they went through a lot too, right? Because I was learning and obviously some of the stuff was... So can I ask you, what would you have charged today for that same Looking job? back. The bathrooms would... Two bathrooms would be at least 30,000. Basement, 60, 70, 100. The kitchen on the main floor. Yeah, you're, at, you're like at 100 yeah, and like change easily. So you lost about 70,000 bucks. Yeah, that's what I would charge now. But yeah. obviously the, the quality of the work I did there was just like a lot of, not, not the quality of work, like the quality of the materials I used were all like affordable, cheap laminate. Listen, cheap. W- we've, we've all been there. We've yeah. all done the same thing you've mm-hmm. done. We've had to start somewhere too. And, you know, no insurance, you know. No insurance, none of that. Yeah. No advertisement. You're doing, you're just buying tools. You know what I mean? Exactly. At any point when you're working away there and it's like taking so long and you realize that you're taking money out of your own pocket to finish it. it so frustrating. Did you think... Maybe I should have stuck with electrical engineering and just stayed there. Yeah, thing was, I did. I did get <laughs> did a job offer. I did jo- get a job offer with, with Bombardier. Yeah, you meant. Right yeah, that's after right. Wow. I finished, and they gave me a job offer, and it was like sixty thousand dollars starting. And but then when I did my research and I asked people around, it's just there's a cap on how much you can make at Bombardier. At, there's a cap on how much you can make when you're working for somebody else, and or yeah. you're an electrical engineer or whatever. There's a cap. You know, it's not. Uh, as easy but there's positions grow. you can grow in there is there's yeah. positions you can grow in but it's much easier to just do it for yourself right you can grow you're more in control right? so who's got the bug in your family coming from afghanistan who's got the construction bug why did you why do you have a passion for construction i just kind of like that was the best paying job at the time finishing up high school and we just got into it and had a passion for it like starting out Got excited about projects and were there a lot it of people? A your student, like the students in there, your peers in the class, were there a lot of people in there that were also getting into construction, or were they going to other? No, no most of them just pursued the electrical industry. Okay, okay. Yeah. I do have some of my friends in uh, high school actually now they're also in the construction industry, but they're more like drywallers or electricians or plumbers, and I still use that network of people for my projects. Mm-hmm. So you partnered with somebody. I partnered with my brother. Okay. We started Aon Design and Build. Got it. I had that for like five for five years. We did really good. We both of us we hit so many different milestones. Then we realized, you know, he was he's a year older than me. The problem was because he was a year older than me, he would uh, be a little bit bossy towards me, and I had enough <laughs> of that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start my own company and <laughs> let's just help each other when we could. Is but he still in construction? Yeah, so he still has Aon Design and Build. Oh, so he's your competition? No, not really. We don't want to compete. <laughs> there's so much out there, there's no competition. There's exactly. Yeah, he, there's so much he's part of the community is what it exactly. is. He's not a competition. Yeah. yeah, no, no, for sure. It's interesting because when I always look at cultures or backgrounds of people's mm-hmm. where they come from, I always kind of can guess what they do. And all my friends from Afghanistan yeah. are either they own a a sales for cars yeah. or a mechanic shop or they have oh, a restaurant or a restaurant like yeah. that's typically what they do so i don't hear many of them into construction so it's great to see that you're doing something different right mm-hmm. that's right no there is a lot of uh 
uh, Afghan people in the construction industry really, as eh? well. Like a lot of painters. A lot of, there's a lot of painters. All your, all your painters? All the painters I use, they're all Afghans. And like yeah. I have access to so many painters. And they're all... For some reason, that's one of the trades that they dominate in that I know of. Wow. Right? So the beginning of Aria Build, how was that moment? When you got finally... So your brother, you guys part we ways... It was exciting and scary at the same time because it's uh, starting fresh alone, right? You don't have, it's good to have a partner because somebody can uh, take the stress together, right? When there's, when it gets stressful. But at the same time, it was really exciting. All the mistakes we made with Aon Design and Build, I made sure I didn't make it with this company. <laughs> All the, we learned so much with that company uh, growing that business. So I made sure I took all the, I, I actually, Got my journal and I wrote all the mistakes we made and wow. what we shouldn't have done, and made can sure. You, can I you name? Can you share it. a few of them? We used a lot of cheaper trades and some save money at some at, at some aspects of the project, and that's one of the things I promised myself. I'm like, I'll make sure I work with the best people, and even if I make less money, a lot of jobs I do make less money, but I make sure I work with the best people, give the customer a product that they can be happy about, and less headache for me as well, right? Some people you can hire some of the trades. It's cheaper, but you gotta babysit them. More headache, more energy for clean up to after make sure. Them. Yeah, clean up after them. They don't clean up after themselves, or the work is not the quality you need it to be. So they're redoing it, and you're or you're doing it, or I'm doing it, it or yeah. managing it. Uh, now, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure I have a good trade for each part, each aspect of the project, even if they cost a little bit more. And I won't take jobs that I don't, I can't, if I'm not able, if the budget's not there for me to give them that quality of work that I want to be known for, I won't take that job. That's so you, what I love to hear. Yeah. So you go in, you have your estimate, you present it, mm -hmm. you're looking at the A team of trades, Yeah. and then the client starts to get nervous because obviously you're going to come in as one of the higher quotes, exactly. and then they start discussing with you how to lower that number. Yeah. Where hopefully you're turning around and you're saying, well, we need to reduce the scope. And mm -hmm. that's how you're going to lower the number, not start removing numbers and just lowering them. Yeah. But I, I, I get a sense, like Carlito, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I get a sense that once you become a GC, you start thinking about your A, B, C teams. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Some, Depend every project has a different yeah. quality of trade you can use, right? If there's the budget's there, you can use a tally guy that costs a lot more money. He's going to do a perfect job. But if the budget's not there, you're forced. There's still a guy that's gonna do it cheaper. But you, it kind of eats away at you. Where, it does. like, as a GC, you're trying to build. Like, I know when you you started Aria Build, you want to get to a certain level, and now mm -hmm. your work that you're doing now is at a certain level. It's not. It it's not bottom. It's, it's not mid. You're yeah. going mid to high is what you're doing. That's right. So you got a kind of accountability to the clients, and then you start thinking, okay, do I hire this more expensive trade? But sell them at the same price I would do a mid-grade trade to the client so then I can have him. Or do you just try to sell that high-end trade to the client and then they pay it, they absorb the cost? I try to market myself to more people so that I have options of what jobs I can take rather than taking whatever that comes my way. So there's a lot of projects that they'll negotiate a lot on the price. Every and job, every, every job. job, and and even on those jobs, I can still take it. Like if a basement, a basement's fifty thousand dollars, I want to charge fifty k, because I want to give them this quality, and they want they want to pay forty. I can still do it for forty and make the same amount of money, but I'll use a different quality of trades, and it will be a different quality job 
which I don't want to be known for. I don't want to put my name on that no more. Yeah, yeah. Right? Good for you. So I make sure that if the budget's not there, I just won't do it. I'd rather stay home than go do something I'm not going to be proud of to make money. So how did you get the work? It was all started, I guess, with word of mouth. Word of mouth. When I first started, I actually knocked on people's doors and, and, then, and wow. introduced myself, gave them a business card. Hey, I'm a contractor. If there's anything you need, you, you need done, I can help you all with. And that was part of it. And also posting on Instagram. and uh, So you actually got a lot of work from Instagram too, social media, clients reaching out? I wouldn't say social media worked more of like a portfolio for me. Yeah. But I didn't really get too much work from it. But people that knew me, uh, network of people that knew me, they saw what I'm doing. And if they needed something done in their house, they would uh, connect connect with me. Yeah. But I didn't have like random clients finding me on social media and saying, hey, I see what you're doing. And so how's the business today now? What's, what's dramatically different from when you started it six years ago? How's the business now? When, you, when a client comes to you versus when a client came to you back then? Well, when a client came back to me back then, I worked with their budget, whatever their budget was. They just I gave it, it to you, and you made it happen. I asked them, like, hey, what's your budget? What, how much do you want to spend? Oh, yeah, no problem. We'll get it done for you. Now, I kind of pick and choose my jobs. There's a lot of work that I won't do. Any, I, I, I won't get myself. Before, I used to do anything, like whatever it is. Like, you need a bathroom done. You need a basement done. You need whatever it was. I we, did it. Listen, you're not the only one. Everybody, no, like, yeah. trust me, there's... Dozens of bathrooms that I did that never posted. And one that mm-hmm. continuously sticks in my head is this purple marble one that I did f- for this Russian. And it was beautifully done. It just mm-hmm. like horribly looking. That's all it was. It, yeah. it, it was like... Well, it was a personal choice, right? It was a personal choice. But I mean, it was two slabs of purple stone on the corner. And then it was a brick pattern of a limestone kind of yeah. mosaic two by four bricks on yeah. the floor. Mm-hmm. And it was a sauna in there and it was a big bathroom and, it, and he loved it. Of course. Russians always I, have saunas. They, 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 <laughs> saunas are amazing for any culture. Yeah, okay. So, but I mean like there's, there's like I, I, you get to the point where you finally say, I don't want to do it just because you look at it. Right. Like I, yeah, I, 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 my eyes are still rolling when someone shows me shaker. Right. I just, mm-hmm. I can't stand it. Right. And God forbid anybody show me any glass block. Cause I'll just, I'll run away. I won't <laughs> walk away. I'll run away. Right. So is there things, Carlito, that you want, you run away from? I, well, as you know, I don't post anything. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people, especially the people I'm doing the work for, always say, I just noticed that, you know, you did all this great work at my house, but you didn't post it. And a lot like yourself and where you're going with everything also is that that's just work to me. I'm not proud of that kind of work. Yeah. It's not... I I do the work and I enjoy the work, but it's not something that really... I want to share, mm-hmm. it, you know, construction is so interesting and there's so much art. In uh, construction, kinda, right? The question was kind of getting to a, like a particular aesthetic that you may have done that you're not really proud of, but the work was done properly. Oh, you know what? For me, it's been a lot of bad mudding. Mudding. Yeah. So my customers were, I'm never proud of it is that they never want to tear down the drywall. They never want to mm-hmm. reframe the ceilings or the walls. So I end up having to flare things out and render and build them out. And they look great after, but it's in my stomach is turning that if something goes wrong, they're going to automatically point their finger at me, even though they made that decision. So that's something that's always been a 
problem with for, for me, right? Mm-hmm. But so now today, what are you doing now these days? Uh, like in terms of projects? Yeah. Because, so I mean, you had that turret there yeah. all spray foamed. So you're gone. Yeah, like, so I, I kind of am stepping away more from renos and moving into like custom homes. Yeah. Uh, getting my foot in the door there. Uh, What's a custom home for you? Like from ground up. Yeah. Custom. Everything's... So knockdown. Knockdown. What size yeah. are you tackling? Like three thousand, thirty-five hundred more. So I've done, I've done thirty-five, Currently, I'm building a house in Scarborough. It's forty-five hundred square feet. Good for you. Right through this winter. Right through this winter, we started. Uh, in, what'd you uh, guys start? In September, uh, end of September. Uh, and now we're drywalling. It was four thousand five hundred. You got feet. bricks in before winter. We got bricks in, and now we got the sides covered in the back. We're just doing the front, which is stone. So we got tarps and uh, heaters. Nice. Yeah. Today nice. was nice, though. Today, the, today, yesterday, the weather was nice. I know, but snow's coming. Snow's coming. I even <laughs> got a call from my electrician going, listen. Well, I can't do an Irish accent to begin with. <laughs> so he goes, listen, if, let's see how it is in the morning. I'll let you know because I ain't going to fight that. Okay, so mm-hmm. that was interesting. That was I thought for sure you were going to do a Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, man. That's for that you. That was Scottish, though. <laughs> so besides, we got to do another segment here. I think it's time for Green Book. Talk. No, 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 we no, gotta f- no, 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 no. I did bo- the new one. Now you do Green Book. Okay, okay. I want to start with a bone to pick. Oh, that's actually a really good one. What's, BZ. what's your bone? My bone. I don't what what it, bothers you the most in, in the, the industry? industry? What bothers what, me the most in the in industry? Your, that's... Always a problem for you. Trades that don't stick to their word, you know. If they say they're gonna show up one day and they just disappear, they don't respond <laughs> to you, or they, you know, just I get so upset. That never happens. That, yeah, yeah <laughs> happens way too often. Happens <laughs> all the time. I'm You're gonna right. be there Monday, and they're not there till like, or they don't even let you know they're not gonna, like. I have a responsibility for the homeowner to let them know what's going on in their project. You know what you should so, do next? Wanna, Sorry to interrupt yeah. a minute. You know what you should do next when you got a suspicious trade? Mm-hmm. Just drop an air tag in his an truck. And so yeah. when he calls you and he tells you, listen, man, I, I'm like, I can't make it today. And then you could look at where the air tag is. Yeah, right? yeah. And you could, <laughs> you could, Dude, you're just down the street, man. Get over here and start doing the work. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what do you do with guys like that? I try to talk to them. I'm like, hey, you know what? I have... I'm not. I'm not. You. You're. I'm not your boss, because obviously you're your own trade. You're a subcontractor, but I'm, I don't. And I don't want to be bossy. And I'm. Uh, the problem is, I'm a lot younger than a lot of the trades I use. Which means nothing. So they get a little. Ah, uh, there's a stigma. You know, there's a stigma. There's a stigma. But for me, it's like when I, I want to keep my word to the homeowner. And if I tell the homeowner, hey, the plumber's gonna be here Monday to fix something, and the plumber gives me his word that he's gonna be there, then when he's not there, then I look bad. Uh, but when he's there and everything's running well and they ask you who's showing up and they show up, yeah. you look like it's a rock perfect. star, it man. Good, you know, yeah. You're able to manage your trades, right? Yeah. And it looks, it's, it's one of those things, right? When it's not in my control. And a lot of homeowners would get upset too because you tell them, hey, you know what? This guy's coming and then he doesn't show up and it falls back on me. I mean, in today's right. tech world with everybody has a smartphone and everybody's social media dialed in. It's about respect. Yes. It's about respect. Yes. And nobody has it. Yeah. Well, let's tell me you're not using the guys that you have problems with because they're predictable. If they do it once, they do it twice, they'll do it three exactly. times too. They're the C team. If they don't give a shit the first time, they're not going to yeah. give a shit the 10th time. They're the C team. The C yeah. team. That's yeah. what they're on the C. Like, C-team. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's a good bone to pick, honestly, because yeah. I think we've all gone through that. You're going to probably go through more of it. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're just upfront and honest with them, go, listen, man, why don't you just call me back? Why don't you just text me? Why don't we just have a line of communication? Yeah, even if you're not going to show up, just let me know. Yeah. So I can tell the customer, hey, you know what? Sorry, he's not going to come. Then right. you could adjust your or, day or exactly. adjust your communication well, with your clients. But the relationship, like, even if it's not just, you never know when you're going to need somebody. And exactly. by screwing someone over, not being there for them, you can't just open those talks again. Yeah. So, like, if I can't show up somewhere, even if I've planned it as well as I have and an emergency mm-hmm. comes up, a flood, a fire, whatever it may be. That phone call of respect for two seconds, no matter how much it hurts, because you're going to have to deal with it anyways. Yeah. It's just better to say, hey, man, listen, heads up. I'm not going to make it today. I don't know about tomorrow. Just so you know. Just rip the That's bandaid it. off. Even a text message. Just text me. Hey, That's it. Don't even tell, tell me the excuse of why you're not going to come. Just be like, hey, you know what? Today I'm not going to make it. I'll be here on Thursday. I'll be here on Friday. Whatever it is, just so I know and I can tell the, the client's not expecting you there. Right? Yeah. I'd still drop an air tag. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you because that so the um I'm assuming most of your trades are in and around your age. A lot of them are older. How much 30s. older? In their thirties? Their thirties, forties. Even 50s. older than that? Yeah. Really? Yeah? yeah. And how did you find these guys? Just all word of mouth? Just word of mouth, right? One if you find a good trade, I'll ask you. Them, ask them you know who they like working with. Who do you yeah. like working with? Yeah. Right? Okay. Through that. So do the, a lot of the older guys have resistance towards you because you're such a young GC builder right now? Some of them do, right? When they do something that's incorrect and I'm trying to correct them, it does become a little bit tougher for me to uh, talk to them or let them know they did something wrong. So uh, there's this one book I read, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Dale me a Carnegie. Lot and like, yes. Yeah. Just instead of telling them directly, hey, this is wrong. I'll try to get them to see it themselves before I say it. And for all you old school guys out there, you old dogs that refuse to change, mm-hmm. the worst thing you could ever say to a GC like me, I've always done it this way. Yeah. That's the worst yeah. thing you can That's say. That's one it. of the things. Because the thing is, you're still not using an AudioVox cellular phone with a cord on it with a battery attached to your car. So yeah. I don't care about, I've always done it this way. Because that doesn't mean that it's the right way to do it. No, you're right. But... I and I know you don't want to hear this, but for me, when I was running a business, I'll just edit it out. <laughs> I, when I was running a business day and night, yeah, I didn't have time to learn, to yeah. to upgrade, to to become better. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that I was at the best already, and I wasn't doing anything bad, and mm-hmm. I just kept moving forward. When did you learn the lesson that that was wrong? I and you're gonna hate this. I went on the show yep. and I realized coming on the show that I wasn't educating myself to new stuff. Like I was just too far behind. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I, I thought I was going to come there giving more offering more. And I realized that the one thing everyone should do in their business is take a, take a day here and there, like every two weeks to learn about products, go take courses. You know, all these companies give courses out. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is take your whole team for yeah. a day out. Everyone gets totally. to do it together. They learn together. It's uh, like a family exercise. Mm-hmm. And you'll all get back up to speed, which is where we all want to be, above minimum code, right? Yeah. Or minimum code for, for the standards, for right? For the standards, if not. Learning, always, mm-hmm. adapting. That's construction, man. Yeah. 
That's just how it is. It's you. You still got like honestly, you still got decades of learning in front yeah, of you. Yeah, a lot of learning. Right. So I, I can only assume that the clients might question you, mm-hmm. if you, if you're getting clients that are slightly like maybe clients that are in their thirty, late thirties, early forties. Yeah, that's, that's one of the tough parts about me being this young. Is like a lot of it's hard to get that trust from the customer when they know that you're. 25 like how much experience does this guy have can he really do this i know but you right. can go in there like say i'm the doogie hauser of construction you know That's what i right, mean yes. so it's like I, I know this as long as you know this stuff you shouldn't question the age of the person who's sharing that mm-hmm. information right yeah exactly. but i mean I try, I, I try to not like bring up my age unless they ask and obviously my father was uh, my father helped me a lot in this case because like a lot of estimates i would go i would take him with me so they see an older person that they can uh, that Wait, more. Is your dad older or younger than us? My dad just turned 60 yesterday. Okay. All right. Good. Wow. Happy <laughs> birthday to your dad. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right on. So make it, Cause I keep meeting you young guys here and all yeah. of a sudden they start talking about their dads and then they tell me how old it's their true. dads are. And I'm like, holy cow, man, I'm your dad's age, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're getting old, Carlito. Yeah, we should. My we mom's should young are. though. You're probably older than my mom. i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt it okay so uh let's move on to green book talk please okay you want to do green book talk all right you're obviously a builder now yeah you're not just a gc anymore you're a builder Mm -hmm. i love that you're making it like a game show now so gc slash builder right so this is going to be kind of like a two-part i want to ask you what the fine is for not having a permit on your project oh Ooh. What the finest for not having a permit on your like visi- visibly noticed um, on a job site, just applying for a permit on a job or oh, just applying. Yeah, like having not having a permit where you need a permit on a oh, project. Okay, okay, yeah. So just the actual permit like, sign. Either which way doesn't matter if it's a whole project or if it's a small project, and you have to have a permit and you don't get the permit. What is the fine? It's interesting that you bring up that que- the question though, right? Like. Yeah. Every single job I've done, I've always slapped the permit on. It takes like a sense of pride to put that. I get what you're saying. So I, but not to have that permit on there. I think that's really important. Is I I do come from the same world that mm-hmm. you were at at one point. You're not anymore. But no, I wouldn't. We all anymore. we all have to cross those bridges yeah, for sure. Um, and I had done some some things that I didn't think were shady, and I knew, and I know I did them well. Yeah. Um, but I didn't use a permit because. Yeah. It was no, ridiculously expensive. It's gonna change mm-hmm. mine. It's gonna you, be two fifty. You lose your customers. <laughs> the end they of the don't day, you let, pay the, for you let the customer know they I'm know what they're getting into into themselves. <laughs> right. That they require a permit for this. They don't want to pay that extra. But money now you have like, a better hey, customer that understands it. Yeah. I'm but going two fifty. I, I don't want to make any excuses <laughs> up. Is that you're liable for, for that sure. house? You are. Yeah. 100%. Even if you did it fifteen years ago, ten years ago, or five years ago. You're still liable for anything that happens to that house. <laughs> I'm fair. saying $250. Okay. $250. So how much do you think what the do you fine think? is for what not having your I permit on? I think on it is. Honestly, I've seen, I've, I've known of a few people that got caught without permits, and they didn't get fined all they asked. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's you a know, fine for it. You know, uh, that, That's that, lucky. That, would, that would be the relationship and how honest they were with the inspector yeah, the, and how nice the inspector was nice willing inspector. to work with them yeah. if they did what he said for them to do. So I'll, I'll just tell you what it is anyways. Is Go it? ahead, shoot. So if you build anything and it's yeah. completed, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter during construction or completion of the project yeah. and 
an inspector comes and finds out that you didn't do that to rectify it it's $500 per day wow up to $50,000 after $50,000 it goes into half a million plus wow so just when everyone thinks it's a joke and you're getting away and you're saving some money just remember this is the most important part i want to share with you Mm -hmm. homeowners are not your friend yeah they never will be your friend they won't so when you think you're earning or winning them over Mm -hmm. by doing something very risky and dangerous yeah they will throw you under the bus they will sue you and they will screw your life up so mm-hmm. I think Carly is having a great day today. I think just the moral of the story is, you know, <laughs> don't do work without. If a you permit. don't have a permit, yeah. don't do it. Don't do it. That's so, right. anyways, I just and wanted to share that. That was Green Book Talk. That was Green Book Talk. <laughs> and we're talking to Bizet from Aria Build. It's www.ariabuild.ca. His email is info at ariabuild.ca. Instagram is Aria Build, and everyone knows that Aria is spelled A R I A. And then it's also Facebook Aria Build. Okay, before we keep on going, because I've got a bunch of questions to ask you, I just wanted to do a shout-out, another shout-out to Larry Waldell from Waldell Engineering, which we haven't on the show, but you don't remember. But he actually sent me a little statement here that was issued to him from a... He's also my lawyer, by the way. No, he's not your lawyer. He's an engineer. you are. You are. (laughs) (laughs) So he got the statement. I just want to share this because I actually think it's very funny. I told him it was very funny because I've actually come across this regarding inspections during COVID. Mm COVID-19 inspection protocol. Building inspections will continue for all projects with strict physical distancing measures in place by our staff. For inspection within a building, all individuals must vacate the premises during the inspection. If the inspection is outside, then the area for which the inspection is being completed must be vacated within reason. At no times will the inspector be within two meters of another individual. If these conditions cannot be met, then the inspection will be failed. An inspection slip will be left on the building entrance to notify the applicant of the result of the inspection. Thank you for your cooperation and understanding. Cash grab. <laughs> Cash grab. <laughs> well, Larry, thanks so much for sharing that. Really yeah, appreciate thank you. it. But uh, the ironic part, while we're still cold on that and hot on the topic... I watch guys six feet away from each other wearing masks, gloves, and then when they sit down to eat, there's a paper towel roll, and they all grab that paper towel roll. When they go to the washroom, they're touching the same toilet roll. Dude, this is ridiculous. I'm not dismissing COVID. I'm not saying, listen, people have gotten sick and they died. I'm not dismissing it, but... I just I've come just across, too much is too much. I've I've had those inspections where the inspectors come on the site and all of a sudden they're looking at a basement and they first thing they ask is anybody else down there? I'm like, yeah, I got a couple of guys on. He goes, you got to get them to vacate. Yeah. Right. So you got to empty the job site so then him and me can go in there to review mm-hmm. everything and then he can leave. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah. But I've had inspectors also come on the job site and they're wearing their mask and they're going through and then they're huffing and puffing, huffing and puffing. And they go, listen, can I take this off? I'll just stay two meters. Dude, you can whatever, man. I don't oh, care. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've also seen inspectors come in all serious, all dressed up to the nines with all their safety gear. Then they go outside to their car and there's three of them standing with everything off. Yeah. But because they're not part of the same circle, it's okay over there. And back to <laughs> our guest. So, Bizet, where did the name come from? Aria Build. I just really like the name Aria a lot. And it does have some background with Afghanistan, too. Cause like I was going to ask you that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So like long, long time ago, Afghanistan, Iran, all these countries uh, surrounding it used to be called uh, Ariana. Right? It used to all be one country. 
And way back. Split it way back. Yeah, so yeah way back. they split it into different... Ariana, uh, huh? Ariana. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Was it named after somebody? I, I don't know. I don't know too much. Uh, history. You like the old country. You know, like the Ariana race? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Like, Is it that you like the old country better? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Like... I gotta ask no. you, is that like what's what's construction like there? It's a whole lot. It's very cheap labor. Okay. The materials are they build houses with cow shit. Really. Very good insulation. Straw. Yeah. Straw. Yeah. Cow shit and straw. Cow shit and straw. But there is cement houses, and there is some really really rich people. Uh, Marble. Which you'll see this their houses, and you won't even believe like it's in Afghanistan. Okay. It's like bridal path type of like castles with like not for anything but uh, your part of the world was probably the most beautiful for the for longest time yeah, before the war started his, right history like palm trees everywhere palm it was trees. tropical and beautiful a lot of poets a lot of uh artists came from afghanistan very well known yeah a lot of uh empires were there right so they built lots of a lot of beautiful women. A lot of beautiful women. <laughs> do, do you need building permits or do you need like formal building techniques or, or anyone could just build no, whatever they want? Just build anyone could just build anyone. And it doesn't yeah. matter if it's like a, a small structure or this like a castle. Or, or a castle. Or, really? Yeah. Anybody just so. So who takes on the, the responsibility? That, that As the homeowner, right? There is construction firms over there you can hire. Yeah. And that will do the project for you. I'm not. I left there when I was really young. So I'm not too familiar with everything. No, I'm just curious gone, because you would know. Gone there. Yeah. I haven't gone there and I, I've been Canadianized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're still trying to Canadianize us. Yeah. Not going to happen. He's Portuguese. <laughs> They're stubborn. <laughs> so how is it now? So working now and, and do you, are you an employee or you sub-trade? How are you defining your business? A lot of sub-trades. Okay. I do have a couple employees that do like the general stuff, like frame a wall, a little bit of framing general skilled laborers and myself i'm skilled in like all aspects of the project if there's something that i need i need to do a little bit of concrete work electrical whatever it is uh i'll do but one of the things with this new company aria build was that i stopped working in my company and start working on it so i try to do more management more so you're not uh, on the you're still on the tools getting, but you're slowly getting off the tools yeah i'm slowly getting off the tools okay uh, i'm only on the tools when i have to be like if there's something that needs to be done uh, why did you why did you make that that changeover what was the inspiration that made uh, you get off the tools because most people want to stay on the tools i do miss being on the tools it was very it was it was a lot of uh it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed being on the tools but more than that, I like to work with people and create a group of people. Like I like to work with very skilled and uh, people that are dedicated, or passionate, and bring them all together to do something. There is there is a fine art to the communication part of construction where you're presenting creativity to the clients, yeah. and in in your head you're thinking Vision. you present something, and all of a sudden in the back of your head. It's already been created in your mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's so you've right. already gotten to the end point, even though it hasn't been it hasn't built. Been there. And that's something that's really interesting because, I, I mean, if you're familiar with Alfred Hitchcock, the filmmaker, he always hated making films because he, when he wrote it, when he created mm -hmm. it, it was already built in his mind. Yeah. So the process of actually building it was just painful. He just hate, he wanted to get to the creative side. And yeah. I like that part too. The problem is that, I guess, recently, 
when I present creativity to clients, they love it. They're jazzed. They're excited. Yeah. Then you present the number and they're sticker shock and they're freaking out. Then so they got to pull back and then we can't do it. Then they're chipping away at what you really are passionate about. Do you okay. get that same kind of vibe? Yeah, for sure. Uh, a lot of it is like I try to make my contracts as detailed as possible. So I'll foresee everything that from the drawings, like I'll try to envision the whole project and break it down. How much are you cost. adding to it? Like if they already have it all laid out, here it is. How much are you suggesting this was a great opportunity for this? This is a great opportunity for that. Are you adding any like, to it? Like how much I, oh, like how much I. Uh, Creativity I wise, communication wise. For sure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the projects I do, uh, the additions and renovations, uh, we are a design and build firm. So I work with architects to, if somebody chooses to go with the design with us, but there is a lot of the drawings that I look at and see mistakes that the architect made and like having a post in the middle of the room. Architects never make any mistakes. Man. <laughs> He's being sarcastic <laughs> again. A lot of it. Yeah. So there was an addition I did not too long ago, actually. It was a 1200 square feet, second floor addition, okay. five bedrooms. Okay. And the master obviously has its own master bathroom and the four bedrooms were sharing one washroom. That was a big no, no. It's a house from the eighties. A house from the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what I did was like, and then laundry room was huge. So it just didn't make sense at all, right? Uh, for the four bedrooms to be shared. Where was the laundry room? Upstairs, downstairs? Upstairs, upstairs. Yeah, nice. Massive laundry room. So what we did was I took the laundry room, just made it a closet laundry room, a stackable, and added another washroom for them. How and did they like that? They were so happy. because. How did the architect like that? The architect, we didn't even, like, we just designed it on site. And then when the inspector came, He's like, okay, so there's some changes. So then we had to notify the architect to make a revision. And you ever see that swagger? Like when you get the inspector on site and and that swagger where the inspector knows that you made some changes. And he's <laughs> like, listen, man, here's my card now. I'm, yeah. I'm showing you my cards. They got that swagger. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, like, they're oh, I see that this wall is moved a little bit here. And yeah. it's like, dude, man, come on. The truth is that. That's nothing. You can't hold that against me, and that's it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, as long as the point load's picked up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Up, right? yeah. They, they just want it uh, signed off by the engineer. That's all they. They yeah. want to just like you know. Nobody wants to take share it. Like their a responsibility weight. of yeah. yeah loads right. Yeah. <laughs> There's some inspectors that don't even like. They just look at the house from outside. They don't even want to. They just walk in. Two they're seconds. Awful. They're yes. off. I or hate they those guys. Oh god. As they much as I want to like those hates guys, hates a harsh word. Hates a no, strong, they, strong word. Listen, the way I look at an inspector is that he's my boss, or yeah. she, double che or oh. she, double checking my work. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do is I like to get ten out of ten when he comes to check my check, work. Yeah, yeah. So it's so a they don't check it's like it. a challenge of a test. So for all the inspectors coming to Carlito's job site, bring, come and bring it. Bring your gold. Bring star. it. He <laughs> wants a gold star. Is what uh, want. I want scratch and sniff stickers. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. custom home in Scarborough. I did. The guy was there for legit ten seconds. That's it. Did you know him from before? HVAC plumbing. No, never met him. Did he uh, work did with you your engineer? Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I, he just I, looked at the house from outside and saw the quality of the work, and he knew everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, clean mind, site. That's what I felt. Yeah. Clean site. We made sure the site was clean before he came. They and typically know the engineers and stuff too. So once they build a rapport up, a <sighs> lot of times we're seeing them take off fast, but they've already know who those trades are, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I was just there was an inspector one time when we were getting out of the hole. I don't even think he stopped. Like he was walking towards, 
mm-hmm. and he was signing off on the footings. Yeah. And I think he just he like he was literally still in movement, like he was moving, and then he turned around and left. Right. That's how quickly that inspection was. Right. Yeah. For me, for me, what I hate <laughs> is they say to me, uh, you know, I'll be here in a week, and I'm like, you can't be here any sooner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> then the week comes, and you're waiting the whole day because nobody's working. Yep. There's yeah. nothing to do, and. Because you don't want to take too many projects on because yeah. the next step is going to be a big one. They call you and say, uh, you know what? Go ahead. It's Go passed. Ahead. It's passed. You, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not showing up. And you're like, oh, my God. I just wasted a week, bro. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Carlito, what do you want to do now? Oh, definitely history with Manny. I, you got to forgive me. Did we do this one with Dennis on Avis or not? About yes. the, the White House. Yeah. No, we didn't. No, no, no. We did that afterwards. That's right. right. That's okay, what let's I was do asking. that. Okay, so that was just an inside joke between Carlito and I. Okay. History <laughs> with Manny. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how much you uh, you know about this. Maybe. Well, you're Canadianized, so I don't know how much you would know about this. But um, what is the White House built from? The exterior of it. The exterior of the White House is it? Uh, I'm guessing limestone. Hey, wow. Pure, pure white limestone. Yeah. Uh, came from the quarries near Puska and split on Brak. It's in Croatia. Is it in Croatia? Yeah. Uh-huh. One of the largest of the Adriatic islands. Uh, but long before that, the same white stone was harvested by the slaves of the fourth century Roman Empire and transported to Split to build the place. Split in Croatia. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. What was the White House originally called? The White House. It wasn't always called the White House. I'm already impressed with you, by the way. That I wouldn't know, to be honest. What it was we didn't know either, it. man. No. President's Palace. President's Palace. Originally called the President's Palace on early I maps. I didn't know that. The building was officially named the Executive Mansion in 1810 in order to avoid connotations of royalty. President Theodore Roosevelt officially gave the White House its current name in 1901. Mm-hmm. Who designed the White House? That I wouldn't know either. Probably the Romans? It was an Irish-born architect, Irish-born James Irish. Holban. In neoclassic style, Hoban modeled the building on uh, Leinster, Leinster House in Dublin, uh, a building which today houses the Aurelicas. Oh, man, I don't know. The Irish Leinster. Uh, construction took place. Actually, I think I've been to that place when I was in Dublin. Actually, I think I think I have pictures of me. Did you Dublin around that? Yeah, I did Dublin around <laughs> that. That was between 1792 and 1800 using uh, Aquia Greek sandstone painted white. That house was. Did you eat your lucky charms when you were there? Is the White House, yeah, you're going to upset all the Irish people now. That's racist, by the way. Um, is the White House still the original building? Is the White House still the original building uh, from the exterior? From what, sorry? From the exterior? No, like the whole building it itself. It's uh, been destroyed a few times. It's been destroyed a few times? I wouldn't know. Yeah, it is very historically significant building and a national architectural treasure. However, very little of the original building actually still exists. This is because of the series of three disasters that have befallen over its 200-year history. What you see of the White House today is virtually all new. Wow. Pretty crazy. Now, some fun facts. There are 412 doors, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, seven staircases, and three elevators. And one hidden room. Why? No. Yeah, there's several <laughs> hidden rooms. Why is the white? Why is the white called the White House? Because it's white from outside. 
Was it always called the White House? The stone exterior of the building was first painted with a lime-based whitewash in 1798 to protect it from the elements of the freezing temperatures because Washington gets the same temperatures as Toronto. Can the president change the color of the White House? Yeah. Originally answered, uh, if the president wanted to paint the White House, could he or she do it? Yes, he can, or they can. But the president was elected to govern the country, not take up paint rollers. That's right. Uh, today it's spray guns. Yeah, spray, spray gun. guns. Yeah, spray and roll, rollers are verb. And here's Old one people. final little footnote in history: Which president never lived in the White House ever? There's only one. Uh, I wouldn't know that. You thought this was going to be an easy podcast, and this is like this I'm is not contributing. I'm, I'm not <laughs> guessing because I already guessed. Yeah, right. And so President Washington. Although President, President Washington, very first president, uh, oversaw the construction of the house, he never lived in it. But after oh, him, on, every other like, president. It was in construction phase when he was. Exactly. So Carlito, that, that was wow. history with Manny. Moving on there. <laughs> what do we uh, want to know? What else do we want to know about I, Aria building? I want to ask you, what's your most hated trade that you hate? What hate hates a most strong. What's the pro- what's the tr- what's Dislike. the trade that always brings the problems for you? Hmm. Interesting. What's a trade that always brings the problems for me? The hate word is just a key word. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trigger. Uh, (laughs) To be honest, everyone's great. Really? This doesn't have to be about the exact... Like I'm talking about from the beginning to the end, like there has the to be a trade that's Bizet, always what, been a problem. Doesn't mean you who you're working him. with. <laughs> Bizet, what, ask, yeah, I want to ask you that question. What's the trade that you really hate? Okay, so for me, uh, what it's always been is that I can never find tile setters and mutters. So what happens is I do my own work pretty much now mm-hmm. in those areas because I can never get what I want properly. I'm very finicky with my tile work. Mm-hmm. There's only two tile setters that I really trust, um, and they're always busy, so I can't get them always, so I end up doing my own tiles. And I pretty much do my own mudding, unless it's a massive project, yeah. and I still go in after them. So I'll add a little bit of money because I have a couple guys that I know what they're capable of doing yeah. or their habits, and they still can't change for me to do it my way, mm-hmm. no matter how hard they try. So I tweak out the price because I know I have to clean up after them. Yeah. I have to vacuum in between. Mm-hmm. I have to touch up their work. Yes. So they're, they're great guys, but they just don't give me what I want. So my two hated trades are tiles and mud setters, like mudders. There's, there's two ways to work with Carlito. Yeah. You either do it his way or, you don't or his way pissed off. Well, Manny, it's the same for you, dude. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, and for yeah. you. For sure. For sure. Uh, listen, <laughs> just because you're a mutter doesn't mean you're a mutter for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, we all have our expectations. My plumbers know that even if they run pecs, I want a copper tip out. I want a chrome package on it. Yeah. And that's what I expect to get every time. I don't care who he sends. Yeah, I want that. Sure that's, that's just who I am. I like when my customer looks down, they don't see copper or, or bent pecs in a half moon. I want to see straight with a chrome package. I'm just saying, I'm using that yeah. as an example, right? I would say the same traits, but now I found a tile setter that I'm really happy with and he does really good work. But when you do really good work, you're always busy, right? You want to give so, him a shout out? 
uh, I tell Toronto oh. something. Not 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 that one. His name is for some reason I tell Toronto as well. There's two of them. There's two of them. There's I thought it was I, is it I tell with spade. He oh, has sorry. the same name. <laughs> with the space, or is it... Uh, um, I tell Toronto Many spitting and drooling. <laughs> he changed his name to Limar Group, L-I... What? Yeah, but for okay. some reason it's still... I tell. So, I tell Toronto right here. So let me I tell Designs, I tell Toronto. Yeah. What is it that I, you like about him? He... Detail. He's, yeah. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't even have to, like... There's no problems. He's He has so much Oh, experience. here it is. Okay. He so he's Itel Toronto 5379. That's right. Yeah. He's really he's really passionate about what he does and um, he so shows up when he says he's going to show up. He finishes uh, the he project. He finishes the project. Uh, no excuses no and excuses, it's done. No excuses, no like oh if there's something like if a piece of drywall is missing, he'll put it on and he'll do he'll, he'll go, just go ahead. He's not going to yeah, he's not going to stop the job because of something missing. Something missing. Young or not guy? Up. Is he a young guy? Young guy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And 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 that was the problem you were having with tile setters prior to that. I had a lot of problems with tile setters doing the grout joints were like crooked and all that. And this is one of the trades that he's very passionate about what he does, and I'm really happy with him. And I wouldn't use nobody else. Like once you once you find that trade that understands you, and the quality of work you wanna provide, uh, I don't get multiple quotes on a job. I know it's him, and we know I know his pricing too, right? And he won't change it drastically on me. Yeah. So good for I you, just man. Have to I just have to book him in advance. You know, if I have a job coming up, I gotta let him know in advance and make sure. It's so it's you were having you were also having problems with mutters before yeah. that. What was it about the mutters that you were having problems with? It was it was the whole drywall thing. You you would hire a drywaller and then a mother, and one wouldn't do a good job, and then the other one's complaining on like the drywaller will complain about the framer, and then the framer and then the yeah, you're only good as the trade the drywaller. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and everybody likes to complain. They always, if there's, they they like to blame it on uh, other people. Now what I do is I work with a company that just takes care of it from A to Z. He does a walkthrough in the beginning. I'm like, if there's anything crooked, go look through everything. I don't want no complaints. And he brings his own drywall, installs it. He brings his own tapers, and I also get him to primer it too. I'm gonna bring up something that. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I remember the very first job that I ever did where I was subbing it out to somebody else and it was a drywall, they were hanging drywall and there was framing studs that were crowned a little too much. Mm -hmm. Down? Not up? No, no, no. Or walls. Up. Walls. Okay. They were crowned out too much on one side or whatever. It's yeah. not that they were alternating crowns. It's mm -hmm. just it was a little too much. Yeah. And the drywaller just took his battery skill saw and just cut it, like cut the the, the cut framing. The wow. Put a shim in there, glued it, screwed it, nailed it, whatever. <laughs> no, just cut it, took it out. Just no, no, just no. Cut an angle on the yeah, center okay, of it. Okay, to fix the bow. Just to fix the bow, right? Yeah, yeah. And I wanted this was like me, like thinking about younger, and I'm thinking about I'm new guy. Yeah. I wanted to speak up, but I didn't speak up, and then it was just it seemed second nature for him to do it to get that bow out. But it, my thought was you plane the two by four. Mm -hmm. Am I stupid here or what's the story? Well, if it's so it's You're all compromising crowns, that two are, by crowns four. are always out and up. I know. Okay, so you got a wall that divides between two rooms. Two rooms. Yeah, I would definitely plane it myself. Okay, so am I wrong to question a drywaller wanting to cut an angle cut 
but drywall is way but down down through a, a two by four. Am I wrong to question? Yeah, that? because they don't carry planers with them. Yeah, he, should, he shouldn't be cutting any studs. He yeah, should let the GC know. Hey, this is the issue. Okay, so we then, have. but he's hanging drywall, so we all know that drywallers can hang a whole house in two days easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if everything's nice, down. Yeah. yeah, if everything's nice, but then you got a, a stud that's like crowned too much. This is the fix, but my my thought is that he's just weakened that stud now. Yeah, yeah if it's, it's if a crack it's load point. bearing, it is a problem for him to do that. That's another thing too. I don't remember if it was a load bearing, but I just I was questioning: Am I wrong to? to no, I would have planned it myself. Okay, but that's I would, what I would. Have I wouldn't done. have been upset with him. He's trying, he's trying to move forward. I actually like the complainers mm-hmm. because sometimes when I'm too busy, I don't see everything. Yeah, and. I need to know the quality of the work. I need to know the quality of the material. Mm-hmm. So it'll also tell me how long the, the material's been or what where I've got the material from. So yeah. maybe I won't go there anymore because they're giving me shit wood. Mm-hmm. So I need to have a, a, a talk with them and say, hey, man, your crowns are way too much. I'm paying top dollar for this. Even now, yeah. like you're paying 10, 12 bucks a, a two by no, four. No, two by fours nowadays are tickling around 750, 760. Yeah, but they're up and down. No, I mean, but they, they were three dollars and change before the holidays yeah so we're two months away not even two months away from the holidays and they've doubled the price more than doubled the price yeah. right so i apparently i'm not allowed to discuss this anymore no but you're you're <laughs> you're paying you're paying top dollar for the stuff yeah uh and you need you to know where the problem the, is because by the what way I, what i did like about you earlier that i find 90 percent of contractors don't do and you said it very early on i was very proud of you is that you you write down in a journal yeah. what you do, mm-hmm. which tells me that you're not a typical contractor. This is yeah. education that's you, somebody's giving you a, a great skill there. You're never doing something twice no, the wrong way. Once. You learn from your yeah. mistake the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is about. I, so I like the complainers. You get a lot of clients going showing you Pinterest and house? A lot. Uh, we bring the vision to life, though. I like Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Pinterest house. He hates Pinterest. <laughs> get ideas. But nobody like I. I just okay. Twenty years ago, you're like Pinterest. All your work, Shaker. <laughs> Twenty years ago, Shaker was difficult to sell. Yeah. Twenty years ago, nobody oh, was really doing popular. it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, everybody was doing it, and now I'm sick and tired of it. And it's just why. I, I double shaker, oh, triple. Shaker. I've seen tr- I've seen quadruple shaker, wow. and I'm like, come on, this is just a joke, right? And and then they actually legitimately think it's original. I know, but you know what? When I do scroll through Pinterest, I don't look at the typical stuff. I like the custom stuff I mm-hmm. see. Like, out of a thousand pictures, I might see one idea, yeah, but, but I still okay, get that but, one idea okay, and I put it away. So, but here's my problem: is that okay? I I surf through. Instagram and I'll come across certain pages and all of a sudden I'll come across a condo unit yeah. on Billionaire's Row in New York and they start showing you a piece of it and it's, the value of that condo is $139 million. Yeah. So when you're showing me Pinterest images from a $139 million condo in New York mm-hmm. for your 3,500 square foot million dollar construction rental, yeah. We're not on the same planet. No, you're right. That's a great point, actually. So if you want to show me pictures from Pinterest or House, they should actually be in the same ballpark. Yeah. That's the truth of it. So then you don't have to debate with them going, those are full slabs. That's heated this and heated whatever. Like, you don't have to debate that stuff. You give them the option, right? Ahead of time before the budget's in place. Like, hey, if you want something like that, this is what it's going to cost. Yeah. But... 
you can always mimic and make it similar, right? What are your clients asking you to do? In what sense? Like construction-wise, what do they always, what's the go-to? What's the kitchen look like? What's the master look like? What are they kind of, the fin and finishes, the details, what are they always asking for? A lot of shaker kitchens. Yeah. Really, A lot yeah? of shaker kitchens, a lot of flat, uh, high gloss flat was popular. I'm not even liking that. High not anymore. Gloss, it was flat? high gloss. I'm not high gloss. Even that. Flat and then a I flat. Know. I am uh, not. I'm white not. and then gray or I'm darker. Not. Lower cabinets yeah. that used to be popular like two years ago, but now it's a lot. I'm of seeing some nice, really white. nice, warm woods. Yeah, wood uh, like, accents too. Wood yeah, accents. yeah, like I'm seeing, and it's looking really, really nice. But I'm also seeing some very beautiful taking some chances with color i'm seeing some like olive greens i'm seeing like yeah. some blues wow that's so 80s no it's not 80s man. olive green is 80s olive man. greens mixed in with some nice wood no no i it, mm. i'm not saying it can't I know you're look talking good. about i know you're talking listen i'm still watching miami vice i'm on season five okay <laughs> and the amount of glass block in that show is absolutely horrendous <laughs> man every building has glass block in it but what else are they in the bathrooms what are they asking Bathroom, for a lot of white tiles right white everything tiles, white slabs. Eh? slabs slabs are becoming very popular porcelain Por six mil slabs porcelain six mil slabs curbless curbless yeah curbless very popular now uh, radiant heat's a guarantee. Radiant heat's a guarantee. How about uh, heated benches? Anything no, like that? No heated benches yet. Yeah. Soon though. Oh, I wanted That's to do a, a shout idea. out. I, I was working with Joe today from JR Windows and Doors, right? J, uh, oh, yeah? Joe right and, and Sam were there working away, and then he was talking to me about the heated countertop. And he's like, That's such a good idea. Yeah, well, I got a little flack from some people from it. Have you done that, heated countertop? I haven't, but I do see these ideas uh, online and very I, I want i want that ambitious Find a customer, customer do it. i like those ideas that and i can do that i was, I, I <laughs> I was like telling that, like, sam i was like my next step and actually funny i had this idea in the beginning i had this idea 10 12 years ago i wanted to do heated walls in in the shower heated walls in the shower yeah because yeah, i've always had that um like you're in a shower and all Put of a sudden back against the wall yeah you brush up again well, Maybe you're sharing the shower. You know so, what I'm talking about? So then all of a sudden your back touches and you're like, oh, that's cold, man. Yeah, you know what I'm so I've had customers in, in my last business and my last partner, uh, we were starting to do that. The, the, the women were actually asking for the bench and the back bench. Heated. Of the, yeah, and we would heat them. Even though Schluter said don't do it, we did it. <laughs> Every time Schluter says don't do it, I do it. I, I do just it. did it anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, made every, we made sure everything was safe, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but... What a difference. And to see Huge. them so happy. Yes. And the husband's happy that their wives are happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that, I think that there's a lot of those kinds of things that are happening where we're trying to figure out how to go ahead. What are you known for? Why are they hiring you? Like, what are you known for when you build the house or you're doing a reno? There must be something that is your character that you always do. Ambitious and they can communicate with me anytime. Like a customer could call me eight o'clock. Like I don't, I'm single. I don't have a wife, no kids. So my eighty percent of my life is dedicated to my business. For now, they can email me anytime. But for now, call right? Me anytime, and I'm like, I become like a partner in the yeah. build. Right? Good for you. Yeah. How much do you value your time? I value my time a lot, and I do. I do things I like. I actually enjoy being on site and building stuff. So it's, it doesn't feel like work. Even when a customer's calling me, they're worried about something or whatever. And, or if there's a problem at the job, like I'll keep thinking about it, go home and come up with ideas. So what are the ideas for the, your house? So next to your customers, what do you want to do that you've been doing to houses? So I'm actually building my own house. Uh, hopefully permits come in by the summer. 
Oh, wow. Good York. for you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for that. And I'll do a lot of the ambitious ideas that I had myself. Like? And like having, I think you did this in one of your jobs, like having the glass inserted onto the floor. Yes. Uh, so having I it love like that. freestanding. The skylight all the yeah. way through. Yeah. It's a Skyla- pain in the ass skylight. because you're stressed out the whole time that you're tiling. Because if you hit the glass and you crack it, scratch it, yeah. you got to take it out. And it's Worn a pain. nosing hardwood. Or even, you know, the glass that goes in and you insert it into the floor. There is. Yeah, there is. But the problem is that. okay. so if you're putting tile on the ceiling and you're putting tile on the floor. Yeah. So you're you're sandwiching that glass into there. My my whole concern when we did that, which I love, by the way, because I don't like the channels. Yeah. um, Was if someone hits this glass or if someone scratches or damages this glass. Yeah. I have to remove tile to get this glass out to get the new glass in. That's right. Because yeah. the problem is not so much removing the old one. That's easy. You just mm-hmm. hit it. Mm-hmm. It's getting the new one in. Yeah. And, so, and, and plus, that was right. That was on an envelope shower. So it was 24 by 24 porcelain tile, uh, three eighths thick, and that was enveloped to a linear drain. So yeah. it just if someone touched that glass, it's a ma- it's a major issue if someone. I take a couple tiles out. No, so yeah. I would recommend that put the glass in. Get the tiling going on. Bubble wrap that glass and protect yeah, it. Protecting. Do all the tiling. Get it all done, and still leave it bubble wrap and That's protect right. it because you never know. Also for like the railings too, you know. Like the, yes. Uh, Sorry, you're gonna say something. Uh, I always have something to say. Of course. Um, you know, there's there's something that all contractors need to hear is that okay. So this part you don't need to hear, but I worked for an insurance company, mm-hmm. and I would they have know to, that I would have to go back. And repair things. Yeah. So a lot of times when we build things, we don't think about them coming out or getting damaged or fixing them or the or the, the water sitting stagnant in, yeah. in the channels, getting in, uh, creating mold, rot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't like channels myself. I'd rather have it floating on top. Mm-hmm. But you I, can't. You have to put a clip. So when you've got a piece of glass, I, I don't know what the rule of thumb is. I think if it's greater than 42 inches wide yeah. and 96 tall, you have to put a fastener. You have to put a clip. Yeah. Well, you have to. The, the glass guy I work with, unless the glass is holding a door, now the shower enclosures. They'll he, just use he, silicone? He use silicone and he uh, pressure fit. So here's the thing is, you, do you remember that bathroom I did where the, uh, the four linear drains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that. we did that. And that was, I don't know, what, four, five years ago or something like that. We did that, and it was just recently. Mm-hmm. So we did not put any clips on the clip. floor. Yeah, I didn't want the clips on the floor because it was going to take away from the four linear drains. So we just siliconed it, yeah. and it was adjacent to the door panel. Yeah. So the door was right at the end of it and connected to it, but that silicone broke. The silicone wow. Broke. So the silicone broke away from the tile, and now the door, it was compromised. It was coming out. Mm-hmm. So he had to readjust it again, and so we have to do it. So this might be a constant problem now because of that. Yeah. Now, can I ask you something? Um, and we did it to keep it clean because the linear drain's right there, okay. and we couldn't put any clips. So what I see a lot of ha- things happening is that you already build your house, and you get an amazing custom builder like your guy sells, and then we leave, but we don't always educate the customer with the maintenance so an, an, another problem with that yeah. maintenance is, say I hire my cousin, fuck Marcel, mm-hmm. to come in and do something in that house. You're not home. He might be washing the thinners out in the shower. He might be putting chemicals down there. What happens now is he's not telling us what's happening, and he does a good job cleaning up. 
but he's now compromised, compromised. our silicone. Yes. So it's not always what you did, mm-hmm. but what other people do with their well, cleaning products. Okay, so and, in, in and all fa- I'm not blaming anybody. In all fairness, like it was rectified. We fixed it. Mm-hmm. But in all fairness, the glass guy that I use, he did give me the heads up before we installed it yeah. saying that this really should be clipped or yeah. hidden channel. Yeah. Right. But that was before I ever did hidden channel. So he gave me the heads clipped. up that this might actually be a problem in the future. No, that's great. It's no. good to hear. Yeah. No, my guy, if there's a door, if it's holding a door, he'll put, he'll put a clip. So now, but what I would recommend is that you actually put the glass in before you tile, so then it can't move. It's impossible. I I would have did it that way. I think it would have been a much cleaner look. But how do you fix that after? That's crazy, bro. You have to remove tile. Oh, it's yeah. a major problem, especially if it's heated tile. floor. I know oh, it's a night mosaic. You might oh, as well just tear on. the bathroom no, out. No, it's insane at that point. Mm-hmm. To fix that is insane. I don't care how good you are. Like you can be good, but that's gonna be tedious, man. And try to make it perfect again. We all know some guys push their tiles way too tight to the floor. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Yeah. So I want to ask you, um, Cardio, what kind of vehicle do you think he drives? Hmm. Like I've seen it, so I can't. Well, play in this I game. think he's probably changed his directions. I I would think he's a Chevy guy. <laughs> I, I no, I just <clears throat> I just thought he would be a Chevy <clears throat> guy. But I'm assuming because you're not really on the tools, you're driving a car. <clears throat> no. No, really, eh? Okay. I drive a Dodge Dodge Ram. Dodge Ram. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you do with that? <laughs> <laughs> you always need to carry something, some tools, materials. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, let's go a little further in there. What I tool? Had a GMC 1500? 1500. I used to have a GMC Sierra. So yeah. What happened? That's a truck. That's well, I beat it up and then That's sold. a truck though. What year? Yeah. It was a 2014. Okay, so it was still a nice truck. Still good truck. Yeah, it was a good. It was a great it, year. Yeah, I got it in 2016, so it was good. I drove it for four years. Added like 140,000 kilometers, and I felt like it was gonna start breaking down. I used to load it up with like, overload it with concrete bags, garbage. I used to do that all the time with my Nissan King Cab <laughs> way back <laughs> in the day. Nissan King Cab. I would I would like load up a whole skid of concrete on the back there and just see that thing low rider, man. It was yeah. just, and then I'd take off from Home Depot playing tequila. Well, it's funny you say that because I had a I had a, a a Pathfinder pickup truck, and uh, a Pathfinder pickup truck. It was a Nissan King Cab. Yeah, and I yeah. slammed it to the ground. Yeah, but I used it at the beginning of, like, because I was trying to be cool driving a slam pickup truck. Back yeah. then, it was the cool thing, right? Yeah. And I was still using it for work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now let's. Uh, what do you think? Kind of tool. What do you think? He, so this I'm is hoping, interesting. I'm hoping. So I'll say two things. I'm hoping he's a Makita guy, but he no. looks like a Dual, Bosch guy. Dewalt. Dewalt. Really? Yeah. I would thought your background. You know why? A Bosch. You know why I went to Dewalt? Why? He's Canadianized. Uh, now I'm thinking European or like Persian. That, that empire. <laughs> that part of the world. Because no, it's like Portuguese. Usually Portuguese. Like people from Portugal, they use. The green Bosch, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody's got their kind of go-to, right? It depends for different tools, right? Dewalt makes really good drills, but if, like nail guns, Metabol has a really nice framing nail gun. What are your guys using? Like, I, I'd be curious. The HVAC guys, what are, they're Milwaukee's. Milwaukee HVAC plumbers, Milwaukee's. concrete foundation guys. Uh, Hilti. Hilti. Yeah, yeah. Hilti. Really? Come on, I don't believe that. My framer loves the Metabo nail gun. Really? And Metabo... Was he using Metabo. a cut, though? Was he using a skill saw, or is he using a... 
Skill saw. He's still. Uh, he's using a sk- the battery powered. Battery uh, ones. Yeah, everyone's saw. using that now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, electricians. Electricians, Dewalt, uh, and uh, Milwaukee. Really, hey, plumbers. Yeah. They gotta be Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee yeah. No, yeah, that's hmm. for sure. Drywallers are using what? Dewalt. Dewalt oh, rotor zips. Yeah. Rotor it's funny you call them wow. Dewalt rotor zip, but rotor zip is actually a brand that belongs yeah. to Bosch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is it, is so rotor zip actually owned by Bosch? Yeah. Wow, I never knew that. So, what do you call Dewalt's t- tool then? What is it? Drywall cutout? Drywall. Uh, I don't know. I never even looked at that. That's like a reciprocating saw. Like a reciprocating saw is a reciprocating saw. But everyone calls but it a sawzall. sawzall. Yeah. yeah. So sawzall. what do you call the drywall one? Garbage. That's a good question. I just. I think that the guys know what we're talking about. We when always we're on call site, roto. So. Everyone calls it roto. Roto zip. Yeah. Roto zip. Okay. So who else is it? Finnish carpenters. Uh, my what? Finnish carpenter uses Dewalt a lot. Dewalt, oh, eh? man, I was hoping for Dewalt Makita. Day. Have you noticed that Fabio has been switching over to Makita? No, I didn't know that. Yes, he's been switching quite a bit over, man. Right on. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything, though. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Um, BZ. So www.ariabuild.ca. Email is info at ariabuild.ca. Instagram is ariabuild, and also on fa- Facebook, ariabuild. What else don't we know about you, brother? I don't know. What are your big projects coming up? Like, you've been pretty ambitious. It's personal house, you're, man. I'm, I'm very impressed with you. You're 25. You're building your own house. Yeah. And you've already started on, on work getting the permits. Oh, and that the means you've already the, worked on the drawings. Are you going to be strict? I have the survey. And I just, not too long ago, I acquired the house about two weeks ago. Oh, so you bought a house. So, so you're not knocking a house down so completely? So I bought a house. It's uh, Right now, I'm looking for tenants, actually. And I'm working on the drawings. Uh, I have a lot of inspirational. Oh, so you're, you're going to rent it out for a while. Rent it out and so then the, the build. permits are ready and then build. Yeah. Smart. Make you're some not money planning work. to move into it, are you? Uh, no. Sell. Good for you. Build right on. And then maybe, you know, it was an idea because I was thinking to build a track. Like it's a smaller lot, 25 foot lot. I was thinking if it's possible, if they allow zoning, which I doubt they will. Uh, to make it a triplex, like a unit on the basement, main floor, and a unit on the second floor. I can love the second floor totally and the other that. two units down. You love can totally it. do that. You know, That's yeah. brilliant. So I actually love to talk about, nobody ever wants to talk about the bad in this industry, right? I do. I know. But everyone outside of this show doesn't really want to talk about the bad in this industry. You know, it's funny. I'm glad you bring that up because I know a lot of people are bothered by me talking about my personal stuff. and no. And people are bothered by <laughs> my uh, swearing and my no. my porn talk and no, <laughs> I, I I just find a lot of people say that I should be worried about what I say, and no, nope. I really want this podcast to be an honest garage yes. talk. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is how I would speak to you if we were hanging out in the garage or in the yeah. backyard. And I always saw this podcast as being something honest mm-hmm. and. Just for the guys that are listening out there that might not like hearing some of the things I say, this is the kind of conversation I want to have, a natural conversation. Whatever comes up, if you like it or don't, that's what it's going to be, right? So can I go back to my question? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Have you come across a bad client? A lot of them. A lot of them? A lot of them, yeah. And how did you handle it? There was projects where I actually had to, at a loss, say, hey, you know what? Keep the money. Find somebody else. And I took a loss. I'm like, you know what? 
pay me what you want or don't pay me at all. I'll just, you know. Isn't, isn't that like refreshing when you can leave a project like no, that? No, it it's not. I actually hate it. I Beca hate doing that, but sometimes it's... I hate it because they're taking, they're taking what you are passionate about, the industry, okay. and they're stomping on it. No, you're right, actually. And that's why I hate it. Yeah. Because you hired me or you hire a skilled person, a person who's built a business and a reputation for a reason. Mm -hmm. Expectations now, aren't realistic. I know, but the thing is you start delivering those reasons and then all of a sudden they start overspending. Yeah. And it's not your fault that they're overspending. I'm sorry. I go back to the Pinterest and house. You're looking at $130 million condos from mm -hmm. New York. Oh, this is your yeah. point. And, and that's, yeah. this is my point. So their expectations are unreal. So then you start telling them exactly what it costs. You want an extra? Here's the amount. You keep on going. But then all of a sudden they have a weekend. They sit down and they go, we're way over budget. We've signed yeah. off. We've agreed. The workmanship is great. Everything's wonderful. But then they become the bad person. They do. And then they start chipping away at you. And it gets to the point where there's tension. Mm -hmm. And now it's a matter of, are they going to push you so far that... And now we've done this because yeah. that, honestly, all of us have done this in this industry. We've all gotten to that point where we had an asshole client yeah. and they push you to that point where it's a negotiation at the end. And they're yeah. like, basically, we're going to give you this. Get out. Yeah. You know, or you say, listen, why don't we just wrap up this and I'm going to get out. Mm -hmm. The point is that I'm furious, not about what I lost or the amount of money or whatever. I'm furious because they hired me for a reason and then yeah. they stomped on me. That's it. And it pisses me off, right? So, I mean, we all, like, I want to talk about that because a lot of these young guys getting into construction have lightning stars in their eyes, how everything's perfect. And I'm saying, if you're in construction, you're going to come across a bad client mm -hmm. and also you're going to come across a legal situation. Yeah. I don't well, give a shit happen. who you are. You will. No, you're right. And, and you said it early on without even having this conversation, you pick and choose your customers. And I yeah. knew exactly what you meant. I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when I see people trying to like see, oh, is this the guy I really want to have? Like, you know, I finally got to meet him. Is, is he saying the things I want to hear? Mm -hmm. I, I usually tell them a lot of times I say, hey, as much as you guys are interviewing me right now, if, also, I, if you don't pass my interview, yeah. I don't want to do your job. That's right. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to be happy. Yeah, you, you can't be miserable at work. It what will you show doing? in your work. What are you doing when you're, okay, when we get into that situation for the first time, yeah, we can see it the second time. That's right. We can see it the third time. We can keep on like it, it, we start hearing, seeing the clues. Mm -hmm. How do you handle yourself when you start coming across that client that is turning on you, the Jekyll and Hyde client? Communication, right? You communicate with them as much as you can. Negotiations. On email. Yeah. yeah. And keep things on paper. I try to make my contracts as detailed as possible so they know what they're getting. They like I detail everything as in like, hey, I'm gonna buy you a faucet that's up to a hundred dollars, and if you're gonna, if you want something that's more, you gotta pay the difference, or you can get that credit of a hundred dollars for this. This is a budget for everything, right? And the whole scope of work is all broken down. So if there is a surprise and something comes up that we didn't anticipate, it's extra, right? So they know this ahead of time, and I try to keep it as detailed as possible, and right in the front page, anything that's not on this. Uh, I, I quote your job based on this scope of work and if it's not here I didn't charge you for it for me how I do it now because everything you guys are talking about I've been through a million times already uh, I've lost a lot of money in this game yeah. I lost a lot of money uh, some I just 
take it as, you know, learning about business, not taking business mm -hmm. in school. This is what business is. Um, I now, uh, when I'm picking my customer. Uh oh, <laughs> the brain fart light is on. <laughs> Hang on a second. Sorry. Me, I'll, I'll share some tidbits here. I just want to let everybody know. I'll, I'll get right back to this. I just want to let everybody know that March 5th, Saturday, we're doing our first ever TCL roundtable for tiles. So we have 13 tile installers coming. So far. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be firming. We're, ca we're capping. We're yeah. capping it, right? So we're I actually, think it's too many, but... Okay, so we'll you get like rid of it. a few of them. You just hit them. Boom, boom, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. We get rid of them. No, but we're, we're doing it at the Perfect Level Master offices. We're having a lot of fun there. We're going to have an event. We're going to basically get professional tile setters, rub elbows with each other and discuss things. Carlito and I are basically the host, the MCs, the rock stars that are controlling yeah. everything and suggesting everything and having lots of fun. So please stay tuned. Pay attention to it. Uh, there's going to be some sort of social media live component that we want other people to pay attention to it because Carlito and I are engaged to do more roundtables where we're bringing exclusive trades together mm -hmm. for each one. Well, we're doing one a month. What, well, that's what we want to try to tackle. 12 a year. <laughs> you say these things and it just goes adds to my plate and I keep on seeing this plate get bigger and bigger. Your and plate bigger gets and bigger, bigger, bigger no matter bigger. what. <laughs> right. So back to, I want to just let everybody, so back to that whole, I, I had an idea just as you were talking there about, I think that contractors tradespeople, people in the business and gc specifically you should role play like when i say that i'm saying that you should get a buddy of yours that you mm -hmm. trust in the business and you as a gc you play the gc and your buddy plays the client yeah. and you role play scenarios that you will have already experienced and try to figure out how you can calm the situation, how you can come to a mediation, okay. how you can get to a place where you both can still finish the job. Because the worst thing a client can do to a tradesperson, a GC, or anybody in the construction industry is take their passion away from what they fucking have perfected. And That's I got thing. my brain fart back. Cool. That's why so, I did it. Exactly. Excellent. So what I find the most important to my business is that I'm a very trusting and good person. Mm -hmm. I'm very funny. I love laughing and joking around. Who's telling you this? This is who I am. Um, but the problem is, is that I trust more than I think. And mm -hmm. I've learned now to use my head before my heart. Yeah. And that brings me to when I meet a customer, I say to them three things. My guys will not be using your washroom. You will not be feeding my guys. You will not be talking to my guys. You will talk to me, and I will talk to my guys. Yeah. I don't want to become their friends. Mm -hmm. And by not keeping them friends, I stay professional, and I can become their friend afterwards. I don't get stuck in so many feelings of getting, yeah. giving them freebies, uh, mm -hmm. them taking advantage of me, changing the prices. Yeah, that was one of the things that I actually, from my previous company on design and build, which I wrote in my journal, is there's no relationship till the job's done. Like, it's professional. Uh, I call them Mr. Mrs. Good for you. No Good for personal you. name. Nothing personal. I don't tell them about my personal life, and I don't need to know their personal Even life. Even better. This is the job. Obviously, you know, you got to be friendly, and a little uh, talk is okay, but 
nothing personal. We're not friends. We're here to do I, this I job really respect that. It. No one should know what's happening in your yeah. in your love life or exactly. with your your sex life. Personal yeah. life is personal with life, man. Your uh, with your bills. That's right. That should never be brought into into play. It's no. an excellent point. You pump the brakes when you have all the clients bring up all the extras. Uh, well, whatever extra it is now, which I learned is I tell them ahead of time, and I send them. Uh, a change order they gotta sign before we move. And they forward. pay for it before you do the they, work. They pay for it in full before. We really, really like. Forward. Well, the thing is that, and Carlito, you can attest to this too. We both in the beginning, we never did that. We just did the no. work, and then we mm -hmm. send them an invoice, and we let that invoice just carry, 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 yeah. and then we got carried away at the end of it. Well, so I'm glad that the younger generation is paying attention to that, and they're getting the money before the work gets done, and do mm -hmm. that. And and another thing that comes out of that, if you're in the business, not just listening, but in the business. When you start doing these freebies, and not only do you have to fight for your money if you don't collect it right away, uh, one thing I do now in my stipulation is it changes the deadline time. It does. Because now me doing extras of course it does. doesn't yeah. bring the project to the, the, mm -hmm. the, the finish that we were ex all expecting to do. Now we're changing the expectations of it. But they're not accepting it. They still want it done at the same amount, same amount in the same amount of time. And because the longer you are there, the worse the relationship is. That's right. The faster. Sometimes the hack guys that come in and out, they love those guys more because they were in and out. Mm -hmm. But the guys that care and put a little bit more love into it, those are the guys that get criticized for taking a little too long. Mm -hmm. That's correct there, Carlito. Uh, was that an question no 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 no. we got to wrap it up soon so i just want to get to the to kind of the, the wrap things up uh thank you very much again thank you for having me to guys. coming on the thank show you. there and this. you got a lot of uh you got a lot of construction career ahead of you man yeah, you're gonna you're, trust me you're gonna make mistakes man it's just how you handle yeah. those mistakes so you learn from them right that's I, it it's i don't regret i've made so many mistakes as it is and i don't regret none of it because i've learned from it and it made me who i am today gave me the experience i have today well, I can see that you're professional and uh, you're, you're very respectful just by I don't know, how you yeah, speak to people, yeah. Mr. or Mrs., like mm -hmm. all those little things your parents brought you up really well. And it's great to see that that got transferred to your business. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Is that Aria Build, ariabuild.ca, info at ariabuild.ca, IG and Facebook, Aria Build. We have the 12 questions of construction. <laughs> You ready for this? Yeah. I always love this part. What is your favorite construction word? My favorite construction word. Favorite construction word. I don't know. I don't really have one to be honest. You don't have a favorite You're going to have to find one now. <laughs> <laughs> favorite construction word. Well, we call that Dewalt tool, the orbital tool. We call it, uh, me and my brother just, we call it Bizbazak. Bizbazak, really yeah, and it became like a very like a lot of our uh, like work a saying, even, yeah, bizbazak, because it makes that noise, you know. What is your least favorite construction word? My least favorite construction word. I don't know. It's a hard question. Least favorite construction word. Least favorite. What you don't want to hear. What I don't want to hear. Uh, delays. I hate delays. Delays. Hate yeah. Delays. What turns you on in construction, sir? The end product. What turns you off in construction? No product. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, bad quality trades, you know, that do 
uh, not passionate about their yeah. they just do it for the money and they just what is your favorite curse word i'm hoping you share some of Af- afghanistan curse words man i don't know any my favorite curse word <laughs> I don't really have one, I guess. You don't? No, you, no. Don't, you don't come across a guy who just uh, would curse. No, eh? Curse. No, I don't. If I don't you don't have one, you, that one you can wave. We always let yeah. the guests wave that one. But uh, there's no Afghanistan kind of words. Then. There is, but I don't really curse too much, to be honest. So give us I one. I just want to know one. <laughs> oh, you want to know one? <laughs> it's because he's educated. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, well, what is your favorite vehicle? could be anything in the world. Uh, I like G-Wagons. Yeah. Gee, nice gee, car gee, yeah. uh, that's, <laughs> that's the next truck with that's the, the bulletproof. Uh, that's the, the next bullet truck eh? for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Uh, what is your least favorite vehicle? My like cars. I can't drive a car no more. So any move, car. Any car. Any car. Yeah, yeah. Once I, you move to a truck wow. to get back in a car, I feel like I I'm love my car. Ma- McLaren. Oh, my car. No, I don't like Lambos. No, <sighs> super uncomfortable. I love wow. my car. They're good to drive for like an hour. No. What construction sound or noise do you love? What construction sound or noise do I love? Uh, I like framing. Boom, boom. Pa, 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 pa. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Uh, the jackhammering. You know, when you make a mistake, you're going to jackhammer it off. <laughs> you're, you're a little young for this question, but what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? What profession other than my own would I like to attend one day? I'm also in the hospitality business as well. Okay. So I rent yachts, and I really enjoy doing that. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Really, like in the summer, uh, last year, I got into it like two years ago, but last year I did really well. Uh, you leave, rent people's leave, yachts? I have my own yacht that I rent, though. Nice. Yeah, what? I you just share this now? I don't yeah. <laughs> No, this is There's so much to get to, how, yeah. If we don't mind, take a second. How big is it? It's 52, 53 feet. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. Huh? What kind? It's a Doral Allegria. Nice. Two bedrooms, two washrooms. Wow. Take groups of like 20 people around the Toronto Harbor. Where do you store it? Uh, right in, in the marina. Which one? Okay. All right. So in the summer, I'm in Outer Harbor Marina, which is downtown. Yeah. And in the wintertime, I Ontario take it to Scarborough, place. which is cheaper. Yeah. No, uh, Outer Harbor. It's a little bit east of downtown. Okay. Just I'm trying to remember. Yeah, okay. Pretty close to. What's a yacht rent for these days? Mine, I rent, last summer, I did like 700 an hour, minimum four hours. So twenty six hundred for four hours. <laughs> I like you already. <laughs> uh, That's another company. Hang on. My, my website's torontoboatrentals.net. Torontoboatrentals.net. That's right. Okay. Oh my God! I see this two more guy months. was a two more months, a seventy two more footer months. the I'll next take, few I'll, years. I'll take you guys on the yacht. Oh look at that! We'll have I'm the in. next podcast. You know what? Let's do yacht. a podcast on the boat. Wow, that'd be we'll do that. seriously. Yeah. Let's that'd be do sick. it. You know what? I got a couple of buddies with yachts. Yeah. Maybe we'll all get them to connect. We'll all get them connected. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. But we're your we're buddies are in uh, prison. Uh, no. Uh, and Manny's favorite place is Center Island on the back end of the island there. Yeah, New Beach. <laughs> I spent half my summer there. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't seen you there. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? What profession would I not like to do? Uh, there's so many. Which one? That I wouldn't like to do. I would hate to be a drywaller. Wow. <laughs> I would hate to be a drywaller. <laughs> Too much dust? The Too last dust. question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? If heaven exists, what would I like to hear when I hear... When, when, I, when you arrive at the pearly gates, what would you like to hear God say? I don't know. That's a hard one, too. 
What would I say? No idea. Nothing comes to mind? Nothing comes to my mind, to be honest. If I arrive in heaven, what would I say? Yes. No, what would they say? What would they say? What would they say? What would you want them to say? What would you like to hear God say? Your first uh, first words coming to heaven's gates. You didn't finish that house. <laughs> oh, pleasure speaking to you, man. Thanks Thank so much you for again. Me, guys. And uh, really Carlito, I think we got to get out of here, man. <laughs> All right. That was BZ from Aria Build, the owner, six years in business. Check him out. Website is www.ariabuild.ca. Email is info at ariabuild.ca for your next project. And on IG and Facebook, it's Aria Build. And also the shout out for the boat. Yeah, Toronto Boat Rentals. TorontoBoatRentals.net. And then you might see Carlito and I on the boat doing a podcast, man. You're going to see me in a Speedo, bro. 007 style. Oh, God. I don't want to see Carlito in a Speedo. Get us out of here. Straight out of Mississauga, Oakville. Wah, yacht time. <laughs> <laughs>